Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Good evening, friends. Welcome to Wednesday night. Good news Wednesday. Well, I, I was just talking with Matt, and we were just talking about all the things going on in this world, but I'm so glad we have Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> the beginning and the end, the Alpha Omega. He knows what's going to happen, and we stay hooked up with him. We can go through this life with victory and, and uh, success in everything we do. I want to talk to you tonight about keeping your spiritual core strength right in this time. You know, we're, uh, many of us are locked down, or not necessarily locked down, but uh, restricted to being at home a lot. And you think, well, I can't go anywhere or do anything. But you know what? You need to build yourself up. Uh, one of the things we found during this time, a lot of people have gained weight and gotten out of shape. And that's because we're not doing anything outside the house very much. And we're sitting around looking at all this good food that somebody, my wife, makes good food. And you, you walk by something that looks good and you can't resist it. Uh, you can put on weight, but you know what? We're to stay in shape. Uh, Paul, Paul said this, bodily exercise profiteth little. Well, he didn't say it didn't profit. He said it profited little, uh, but we have to have good, strong bodies if we're going to live this life and run our race and, and live strong and, and live long on this earth. But he goes on to say in, in uh, uh, 1 Timothy 4, verse 7, Oh, I have finished in verse 8, but godliness is profitable for all things. And so we need to have good physical bodies, but we need to have our spiritual body in shape to go forward, our spiritual uh, attitudes, our spiritual heart. And he also said in uh, 1 Timothy 4, 7, exercise yourself towards godliness. I mean, you know, we need to exercise every day. Physically, we need to exercise every day. The doctors will tell you. Some of you have been in rehab, but the doctors will tell you, get out and take a walk, uh, do something. <clears throat> if you go and have physical exercise, uh, Matt Gordon will tell you, you got to move it. <laughs> you got to do things to keep yourself in shape. But recognize that godliness is necessary to live in e that not only in this life, but the eternal life. We have to live uh, in a godly way. But bodily core uh, strengths are you would talk about your heart, your lungs, your, your stomach, your liver, your kidneys. All of those things are your, your core your area of your body. That's your core. But, you know, in our spiritual uh, core, strength comes from our heart, right out of our heart. We need to have strong bodies, but we need to have a strong spiritual heart. Listen to what the, words, uh, the, the uh, writer of Proverbs says in 420. He says, my son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. You want to have a strong spiritual life today, my friends? You got to have a strong spiritual heart. It says, keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all thy flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Issues of life spring out of your heart, out of the abundance of your heart. Issues, the borders, the boundaries, the source of your of spiritual life will, comes right out of your heart. What's your heart? Your mind, your will, your emotions. And it's set up of your heart. You're made up of three parts, spirit, soul, and body. 
So we have to be, Christians are to live a large type of lives, a, a, a type of life that's pleasing unto God. If we're to be successful in this life and, and run our race to the end until, it, until we su- successfully finish our race, we got to have a strong heart, a strong spiritual heart. And, and the writer of Proverbs says, hey, guard your heart. Guard your heart. Keep your heart. Guard your heart with all diligence. Over in Ephesians 6.10, it says, Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And listen, in order to be strong and powerful and do the things that God has called us to do, we have to guard our heart. It's all about heart issues. Uh, We like to talk about uh, other things that it could be other things. But you know what? It's really our heart that, that gets us in or out of trouble. And so we have to guard that. Matthew 12, 33 through 35 says this, you either make the tree good and its fruit good, or each you make the tree bad and its fruit bad, for a tree is known by its fruit. How many of you know we're known by what, how we live, the fruit of our life? We're known by who we are. We can eat, but he says, Jesus says, we can either make that tree good or we can make that tree bad. But he says, brood of vipers. He talks, how can you being evil speak good things for out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks it goes on to say a good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things and an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things must guard our heart for out of the heart (laughs) comes the issues of life out of our mouth the heart and mouth go together my friends you will have what you say. Isn't that true? You will have what you say. And if you don't guard your heart and put in good things, what will come out will be how you, what you live with it when it comes out of your mouth. The heart's full of good things, and good word of God will produce good things for your life. You must build up our spiritual heart, and how do we do that? We have to build up our core strength, our spiritual core strength. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have to have daily exercises for core strength and heart strength and succeed in building relationships with the Father. Number one, I'm just going to give you a few ideas here, is daily dedicate yourself to God's will, not the flesh. In Matthew 6, 9, he said, Jesus said this in the model prayer, excuse me, in the model prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You could say this about, about your life today. Lord, your will be done in my life, in my family, in my marriage, in my relationship, in my business, in my church uh, uh, service. Everything we do should be wrapped around what God says we can do and should do. But Jesus always did the will of the Father, didn't he? He always knew the will, did the will of the Father, not went by his flesh. Over in Matthew 7, 21, he says... He had do his will was to do the will of my father. In John five thirty, it says Jesus seeks the will of the Father. In Luke twenty two forty two, Jesus said, "Not my will, but Thy will be done." In other words, He was always looking to do the will of the Father. And listen, He's sitting down in glory right now with the, at the right hand of as God the Father. He's been rewarded for what He did. He didn't turn back. In John six forty, He says. This is the will of him who sent me, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up 
in the last day. If you want to have life and have more abundantly, you have to begin to meditate on the will of a father. Well, how do you know, how do you know the will of the father? Well, that's why we have the word of God, my friends. That's why we have uh, preachers and teachers of the word, but we also have the Bible. The Bible, the greatest selling book of all time is the Bible. And over in Romans 12, 2 in the Amplified Bible, and you've heard me talk about Romans 12, 2 many times, you say, well, do you ever get off of renewing your mind? No, you can't. You can't. You've got to continually renew your mind to what the Word of God says. It says this, Do not be conformed to this world any longer with the superficial values and customs. Isn't that the truth? Don't be conformed to what's going on in the world today, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually. How I many of you know we're supposed to mature spiritually? You know, it's not just enough to say, well, I go to church, or I, I believe in God, or I've, I've accepted Jesus. That's not enough. You have to mature. If you're, if you're children, when they, they're born, you've you got to expect them to mature as they grow. If you don't, you're going to have uh, uh, a 20-year-olds and, and uh, depends because they haven't matured, but you expect them to. God expects us to mature. It says mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind. It says focusing on God's values and ethical attitudes, focusing on God's uh, values. How many of you know when uh, Neil Childs was here, that was his theme for that morning service was staying focused we got to stay focused. If you get off the things of God, if you get out of the word of God, you lose your focus. How many of you know it's easy to lose your focus? You get off course. How many of you know if you don't stay focused on when you're driving your car, you can be off the road in, in a, a, a New York second. You know what I mean? It'll be just like that. You'll be off that road in, in trouble if you don't keep your eyes on the road and keep looking forward to where you're going. But it goes on to say, so that you may prove for yourselves what is the will of God, what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. Amen? You have the word of God. See, every, he's an equal opportunity God. He's not holding us back. We hold ourselves back. And many times by excuses. We go, oh, I, I didn't have the proper education, or I didn't have the proper upbringing, or I don't have the money, or I didn't have this. Or I, that's what the world's full of today. How many of you know he's an equal opportunity God? You draw near to him, he'll draw near to you. You begin to seek him out, he'll begin to show you his ways. Amen? Amen. Number two, we daily choose to obey the word of God. How many of you know it's, it's important to obey the word of God? It's not to, if your children, if your children, you tell them to do something, they, what's, what's the, the, the benefit of obeying is the blessings that you give them. Isn't that right? Well, blessings are uh, uh, contingent on what you obey God. Well, I have the blessings of God. Yeah, but are you obeying God in everything you do? Joshua 1.8 amplifies, if I says this. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall read it or meditate on it day and night. Amen. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth's going to speak, my friends. So what are you, what are you meditating on? Are you meditating on the word of God, just like uh, Joshua says here? So that you may be careful to do everything in accordance with all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will be successful. 
How many of you know it's important to obey God? But if you don't know what the word of God says, how can you obey it? Listen, disobedience comes from knowing something and then not doing what you're supposed to do. But uh, you can't use the part, well, I didn't know. No, he gives us opportunity to read his word on a regular basis and put it in our heart. Meditate on it. You know, that word meditate means, uh, in, uh, in the Jewish tradition, was to mutter, to, to read it and mutter it for themselves. And, you know, we can mutter the God's word about ourselves. You know what? You can, make, you can change your life's course in an instant. You can change your life's course in an instant by what you believe and what you begin to say. You can begin, you know, people do that in the world all the time. All the time. They change their course. Not everybody, but a lot of people change their course. But we have a God that helps us change our course and get on track and do the will that he's called us to do. How do we do that? We begin to cooperate. We begin to meditate on his word. How many of you know when you begin to meditate on who he says you are, you become who he says you are? When you begin to meditate on the things he says you can do, you can begin to do the things he says you can do. So you begin to meditate on how I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, I'm a head, not the tail, above and not beneath. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. How many of you know you begin to say that every day? You begin to meditate on that every day. The greater one lives in me. I'm anointed and appointed by God to do great and mighty things for the kingdom of God. How many of you know when you do that, you're beginning to change your life? So you can change your life by meditating on what the word of God says. So you make the word of God what you think. How many of you know it's important <laughs> what you think? Well, everybody says, I, know, I have this idea, I have this opinion. I've always said, everyone has an opinion It's always highly thought of by them. But it's more important to know what God says about you. It's more important to think what God, uh, the thoughts of God. How about you make the word what you say? Make it what you say. That, that's a daily thing. We need to be speaking the word of God. I, I just read earlier, uh, if... if if the news is dominating your life today, make the good news dominate your life. So we, we take what God says over what the world says. How about you make the word what you do or obey? Well, I, I don't think I have to do this. Well, if God says you do, you prob if you want to be blessed, you have to do what he says to do. Amen? Amen. It's important. So what do we do? We're at home right now. You can begin to do these things because you have plenty of time on your hands. But must guard our hearts, for out of it are the issues of life. Our heart and mouth work together. Heart full of God's word will produce God's life. True? Amen. Amen. i got to get the right pages here now. I've got confused a little bit. Okay. 1 Samuel 15.22 says, Has the Lord as, has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Obeying is better than sacrifice. Isn't it, isn't it amazing that if, uh, if you have children and the one that obeys you and the one that's content to obey you and, and not giving you trouble, uh, it's easy to bless them. How many of you know that the, the God the Father can bless us when we're obedient, but us also if we're willing and obedient? In Isaiah 1, 19, it says, If you're willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. Willing and obedient. You know, there was a story, you've probably heard this before, if you've been around this church very long, but Brother Hagin talks about he went out on the road and he was believing God for, for uh, his income and different things. 
and uh, it wasn't working out so well. He wasn't getting the money coming in and things. And he said, well, God, uh, he talked to the Lord. and He said, well, God, I've been obedient. And the Lord says, yeah, but you haven't been willing. He said, I got willing real quick. And he said, things begin to turn around. How many of you know we don't do things just because we have to? We want to be, have the will of God, or the will to do things for God. Amen? It, isn't it pleasing to know that he loves us and has great things for us, but if we don't obey him, he can't bless us? Listen to what Deuteronomy 28, 1 and 2 says. Now, you, you need to go read Deuteronomy 28 because it talks about all the blessings that God has for us. But he says, if you diligently obey, obey the voice of the Lord, your God, diligently. In other words, you work at it. Amen. To observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord, your God, will set you high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. It goes on to say all, these, all the blessings he's blessed us with. That's still uh, uh, for today, my friends. But you have to be willing and obedient. You have to be ready to do the will of God. Listen, it isn't laborsome to, uh, when you know the Lord and how much he loves you and you, love, you say you love God. It isn't laborsome to do what he asks you to do. It's a pleasure, my friends. So get with the program, amen? Deuteronomy 11, 26 through 28 says, Better I set before you to, Behold, I set before you a blessing, today a blessing and a curse. The blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Now I paraphrased a little bit. I moved from one part to another. But the blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord. Success, success and blessing are tied to obedience. Obedience. Do that today. Begin to say today, I'm going to, Lord, what, I'm going to begin to cooperate with your will and I'm going to be obedient to do what you've asked me to do. Amen? Amen. So he tells us to do those things. Now let's continue on and daily meditate on God's will for your life. Amen? You're supposed to meditate on it. Think about it. Think about what it is for God. Listen, we all run in this race to the end. We're not running it just part-time. We're not running it to retirement age in America, like 55 or whatever your retirement age is. We're running it till the last breath. And, and so we have to meditate on the will of God for our life because we all have things to do until that time that we draw our last breath and go home to be with the Lord. Amen? Amen. How do we do that? In 1 Timothy... 4, uh, verse 13 through 15, actually through 16, till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Do not neglect the gift that is in you. How many of you know each of us have the gift of the Holy Spirit living on the inside of us when we accept Christ? In verse 15, it says, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. You want, you want people to say, see your life and see you as a, a Christian, not only in church on Sunday, maybe raising your hands and praising the Lord, but wherever you go, whatever you do, you want to you, you represent. <laughs> How many of you know you do represent? You either represent Christ or you represent something else. But it says, take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. You want to be a witness unto the kingdom of God? You meditate, meditate on 
your, the will of God for your life, and then you begin to be obedient to it. Amen? 3 John 2 says, Behold, uh, Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed and prosper and be in good health physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. You want to prosper spiritually? Sometimes we need to have a reset. We need to make course corrections in our life. Every one of us. Well, I've served God 40 years and I've done that. No, make a course correction and go the way he wants you to go. Amen? Amen. And if we're going to prosper in every area, like I said earlier, our marriage, with our children, with our relationships, with our health, with our business, with our church, amen, we have to make the right corrections and then we have to be obedient to do what he has called us to do. Amen? Amen. In, in Psalm 1, verse 2 and, two and 3, you, both, you know these. I'm not telling you anything tonight you don't know. I'm just encouraging you to get on board, get these daily exercises, begin to work your uh, spiritual life out into a, uh, to where you're strong and solid. Amen? It says, blessed is the man or the woman, you could say, who walks not in the course or counsel of the ungodly, now, don't take the, uh, the counsel uh, of the, uh, the world media, the, the news media, and all these others. You get in the Word of God and listen to what God's Word says. Listen, there's, and even, listen, be careful what you hear on, on the internet about prophecies of this and that and the gloom and doom. How many of you know God, God will give you a warning, but He also give you the way out? In, in Second Chronicles, it talks about that when he says if, he, if everything was dried up, if the rains didn't come and the crops didn't grow and, and, and famine came and all that. But he says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways, turn from their sin, I'll hear, uh, I hear that from heaven and I'll heal their land. He gives you a way out. He always gives us a way out. So be careful what you hear and what you put. Well, we're going to hell in a handbasket. I don't know about you, but I ain't going in no handbasket. I'm going on with the Lord. Amen. In the midst of all the trouble that's going on, we have one that has, will put your life in order. Amen. But he goes on to say, nor stand in the path of sinners. Don't side in with sinners. Help them to redeem their life. Don't sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law or the word of the Lord. And in his, in his law or the word, he meditates day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf shall also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. You want to prosper in life? Begin to get in the word of God. Begin to speak the word of God. Begin to meditate the word of God. Begin to obey and, and willingly obey the word of God. Focusing and meditating on God's will for our life. God's promises and blessing are conditional. How many of you know that? They're conditional. Everyone, everyone has opportunity to have things from God, have salvation, have the blessings of God, but not everybody takes them. They are conditional. We must do something to appropriate or receive them. The Bible is full of ifs, full of ifs. If you do this, if you do that, this will be the result. Amen? If you sow to the flesh, you'll reap from the flesh. If you sow to the spirit, you'll reap from the spirit. Amen. So in Philippians, I like this passage. In Philippians 4, 8, it talks about, he's just talking about how to have peace, to be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, we make our requests known unto God. Then he says, this, this is how we keep peace. How many of you know God's will for us is peace? 
He's not a God that's, that's causing us to be uh, stressed out all the time. He's given us peace. But he says, this is how you do it. This is a daily thing. Finally, brothers, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of God's repute, a good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your life on them and implant them in your where? In your heart. He goes on to say in verse 9, the things that Paul is writing here, the things which you have learned and, and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in daily life. And the God, which, who is the source of peace and well-being, will be with you. How many of you know we need to have God in our life at all times? We, th this is a, a, a daily uh, thing we need to do. Now, I, I had some other things I wanted to tell you, but I, the last one, we're just about uh, five minutes to go, is daily pray with the Spirit. Be in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. We have a, a God-giving uh, gift of the Holy Spirit. We have been baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and it's important that we do that. We can build ourselves up in our most holy faith. That's what Joel says, and uh, Jude says in, in verse 20. Building yourselves up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. Every day we're to do things. I, I will expand on that maybe ne next week. I've got more things I can begin to tell you that for daily exercises. But I want to tell you today, Begin to pray in the Holy Ghost. Begin to get in the Word of God. Begin to uh, direct your life. Don't let something else direct your life. When the news tries to dominate your, your day, let the good news dominate your day. When your mind tries to dominate your day, let the Spirit dominate your day. Amen? You can do this. This is daily core exercises for a, a heart that's uh, spiritually sound, spiritually ready for the enemies trying to come at us. We can stand strong in, the, in this day and this hour. Be strong in the power of his might, of God's might. Amen? Be strong and, and of good courage. Now, before I get off here, I pray to, tonight that uh, you all know the Lord. If you need to turn back to him again, if you, if Pastor Scott mentioned that on Sunday. Listen, it's not a time to the, the, the idly go by. It's not a time to mark time and just stand still and just say, go on and let's just let life go. You get moving forward with the things of God tonight. Say, Lord, come into my life. Come back into my life if you need to. But fill my life with the, the things of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just pray with you real quick before I get off here. Father, I thank you for everyone that's sound of my voice. I don't know what people are going through since we haven't been together, but I just pray that you would give them strength for the, for the course that they're running. You give them peace for their minds and their hearts. Give them uh, healing for their bodies in Jesus' name. Whatever they have need of, you've already provided through Christ Jesus. We give you praise and thanksgiving because you're a great and mighty God and we serve a great and mighty God even in this hour how much we need you and we thank you that you're always there for us because you said you'd never, never, never leave us or forsake us. What a good news that is to us tonight and we give you all the praise for that in Jesus' name. That's it for tonight. Hope to see you Sunday. If you can get out, come out. If you're not, get online. Make sure you see the service. We love you and thanks for being here tonight in Jesus' name. See you next time. 
Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.